Welcome to Fulham Fix. Uh, it is time for our interview with Burnt Leno. Um, what's really nice, so obviously every every season of this, we are going to throw in a smattering of current players. And of all the players currently at the squad, he's one of those ones you're like, yes, we need him. He's a fan favourite. People love him. He's arguably the best keeper we've had in the last 10 yeah. 15 years he's, yeah, yeah. he's he's right up there world class and uh yeah we thought right we need to get him on the pod without a doubt and i tell you what i mean he didn't disappoint right no he's really he's very humble and really lovely and sweet and um there's a lot of actually really interesting stuff we've unearthed like sort of semi-accidentally but i won't spoil for you but sort of the modern discipline of being a goalkeeper why mm. why he's a goalkeeper now having that big club mentality what marco silva's like so um, it's just it's just a really interesting chat, and like with him, like like we say in the interview, I don't think we almost appreciated actually before we were preparing for this interview how many amazing saves he made in that oh, yeah. brilliant year, year last season. Mm. So you know, like he probably saved us so many points. <laughs> You've mentioned a couple of times uh, we might be relegated without him. With, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I'm saying sort of jokingly, but it's kind of no, he unbelievable. Does make some incredible saves, isn't it? Yeah. That, you know, you know when you used to do it at the school, like when you were playing in school, and you—I don't know if you ever ever played in goal, but you'd always do that one dive, and as you did it, you'd say, "For the cameras, yeah, yeah, for match of the day," just knowing it's going to make the highlight reel. It was like a highlight reel of all that, yeah. But I don't think I couldn't see closely his lips. I don't think he was saying for the cameras, for the cameras or for match of the day at those points. But they were, you know, absolutely unbelievable. What's also really nice as well is, especially when you when when you come to Motspur Park, the training ground often you've got to chase the players because there's a lot of distractions here. You know, they'll go and have breakfast. They'll be chatting to their mates, whatever, you know, getting ready to start training. And so you're often trying to track them down. Someone's sent to get them. He was here early. Yeah. And they said he'll be here early. And he yeah. even said, he made a joke. He said, German efficiency. When yeah, he walked yeah. in, I'll be here early. And everyone said he, he will turn up early. You yeah. won't have to chase him. And, and that is, that's super refreshing. It is. Yeah. Like that's just a really, you know, he was here on time, he, you know, he sat down, he was, he wanted to be here. It was just yeah. lovely. That, that makes it sound like other players have not wanted to be here. They all have, but it was just really lovely. Really, yeah, And it just speaks to something that's great about him, isn't it? That he's yeah. just like very direct. It is. It says out how he is, like, you know, like really respectful. And um, he embodies a lot of what is great about Fulham actually in his mm. chat. So it's a nice sort of coincidence that he's ended up at Fulham Football Club. We should just get into it, shouldn't we? Yeah. It's burnt then. <laughs> Burnt, welcome to Fulham Fix. Thank you. How are you doing? All good, all good. Mate, I'm a musician, and there's an analogy in my head that I've had for a long time in bands, right? That drummers in bands are exactly the same as goalkeepers in football teams. So hear me out, right? A drummer in a band, they'll be doing everything right for the whole night, 
they make one tiny mistake, the whole band, everyone in the venue will turn around and look at them and be like, you f***ed up, type thing. If they do everything perfect, nobody notices them. And bands are only as good as their drummer. Would you say that is the same relationship to a goalkeeper in a football team? Um, yeah, I think you can say the same because as a keeper, you can have an unbelievable game. You can make six, seven good saves. But yeah. if you make one mistake at the end and you lose the game, everyone is pointing at the keeper and say, oh, what is the keeper doing? Exactly. And then, and then in the evening, when you watch the highlights, you see probably two, three saves. And then they say, oh, that's his job. And then if you make a mistake, everyone is saying uh, you lost because of the keeper. Yes. It's quite psychologically demanding, isn't it, being a goalkeeper? Must um, be. Yeah, of course. I think uh, we've got probably um, yeah, the biggest uh, responsibility on the pitch. So that's why it's uh, more mentally demanding than physically. Because after a game, I'm physically I'm all right. But um, mentally, I feel very tired. The day after the game, you're always like a little bit empty and everything. A lot of people don't understand that. Um, yeah. But <coughs> mentally, it's, it's quite demanding because um, yeah, you have to be focused all the time. The ball is on the other side of the, of the pitch. Sometimes for four or five minutes, there are set pieces and everything. And you're yeah. on the other side of the pitch and no one is looking at you. And you have to be focused and you have to prepare for a counterattack. Yeah. It sounds a little bit weird, but you have to always um, you have to prepare yourself for the worst case. Oh, this player's losing ball. How oh, that player's oh, losing yeah. the ball and everything. Uh, yeah, and and everything. So um, I don't yeah. think every keeper thinks this way. That's and I, I, I think that's why you're so good. Is you are thinking that? Do you ever find yourself drifting in those moments? Because I I know that I don't think I'd be able to keep my concentration in that way. I'd find if it was like five ten minutes up the other end. I'd be thinking about <laughs> dinner, you know, like... Oh, looking in the stands. Yeah, looking <laughs> in the stands, go, you know, oh, I think I know that person. Yeah, do you ever find yourself drifting? I mean, how do you stay in the zone that, that long? I have to say, in friendly games, it's much, much harder. But in, uh, like, in a Premier League game and everything, you're in the tunnel, you're focused, you're on fire. The adrenaline. adrenaline. The yeah. adrenaline, everything from the crowd and, and all this stuff um, that makes it much, much easier. And, um, yeah, now I'm already more than 12 years in professional football, you, you get used to it and you know what is your job. And um, so you have to be focused for 90 or now 100 minutes or whatever. It's so interesting to say that it's mentally exhausting because that element of being just switched on at all times, even when you're not prepared, is so tight. That's a skill in itself, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, as I said, there's, there's a lot of experience for, for goalkeepers because it's not only about uh, quality or... I don't know something else. It's it's more about like uh, yeah, like about your mentality, how yeah. you how you focus and all the stuff. How can how can you keep your emotions, especially end of the game? The crowd is coming, the pressure is coming from the team, so you have even more responsibility because at the end you are like the last last player who yeah. can defend the goal <coughs> and everything. And it's also about decision makings because if you are like too excited you make bad, bad decisions because you want to do everything too good. But sometimes yeah. it's just better to stay in goal yeah. and um, yeah, stay in your line. So it's yeah. not only about like just go, go, go and be crazy. Sometimes our, our job is be more calm, Economy. stay on the line and um, yeah, rely on your defenders. And when the ball comes to you, then it's your time. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because um, you were second player of the season last year, which is no mean feat given that Polina had like one of the best years any footballer in history at Fulham's had. Mm. 
but we watched your highlight reel this morning of your saves. It's like a 45-minute montage of like <laughs> world-class Hollywood saves, which we didn't actually... I actually hadn't remembered it that way, but there were so many reactionary, instinctive... Unbelievable. ...saves, like off-the-line, double save at Bournemouth, Jack Grealish, you tip it on Slabar, mi- millions of them. Mm. Would you say that you're role at Fulham now has been different because there's a lot more shot stopping probably than you'd have in, in your past. Um yeah I think I think you're right. I think uh there was a lot of uh there were a lot of shots last season. Um so about him. But I have to say like um my defense or in general my team they made it a couple of times couple of times quite easy for me because um the angles were nice, the distances were nice, yeah. and everything. So I don't take all the, the credit uh, like for all the saves and all this stuff. I think it's also like good work between defenders and goalkeepers because okay. when the defender is 1v1 against you and there's no one around, it's much more difficult than when the defender is and he's disturbing him, he's pushing him yeah. or or whatever. And um, yeah, so credit to my boys as well. Yeah. but you no, Well, you were, I think you are at top of the... Uh, the top five leagues across Europe, you are the top goals saved or goals stopped um, in those moments. Now, is that is that one of those stats that kind of um, sort of flatters to deceive in a little bit because the shots, because of the way you're set up, because of the defensive line in front of you, the shots are coming from a bit further out? Because a lot of people have said, even last season, they're saying, you know, with goals expected against us, we should have been a lot lower in the table. Um yeah, I think um, the expected goals are probably better statistic than the than the shots because if okay. there's like a header comes, I don't know, with ten miles an hour and you just catch the ball, that's also uh, a save. But expected goals, um, that's what I said. It's like about the angle, about the distance, mm, how big yeah. is the chance, how big is the chance to score from there. And um, I saw that statistic as well after after the season, and I'm really proud that I had one of the best or what was a top five, top ten or whatever. Um, that I could help the team and yeah that's why the manager convinced me to come and uh, I'm happy that I uh, could help the team there's so many saves sorry Ivan let's just sort of quickly dive back into it there's so many saves you make outstretched with one of your legs or like really reactionary do you have um, do you make like instinctive do you train sort of your instincts because it feels like a lot of it it's like really there's not even time to think it's like do you, you know what I mean do goalkeepers do things like that to tweak instinctive reaction? Um, yeah, I think there are there are many things. I think the goalkeeper position uh, goalkeeper position is quite um, yeah complicated because, as I said, there's a lot of um, yeah relationship with the with with your with your defense or with your defenders, which post or which side is he defending, and then I go to the other side and. And all this stuff, and and as I said, goalkeeper position is, is is about a lot of experience. You can read the shots, you can read the players. Um, in one v one situations, which side do you um, open a little bit more, or or you just gamble, just gamble, or I show him this side, but then I go the other side, and and all this stuff. There's a lot of experience. Um, of course, the striker or the, like the the taker, he has um, yeah total control about the situation, but. Um, yeah, I think as I as I said, there's a lot of um, yeah reading and um, experience. It, uh, it must in feel so. I'm so jealous of that feeling because, like for example, um, cricketers often say sometimes, like in a test match or whatever, they'll catch the ball for a second and just for a split second, 
there's a moment when they know they've caught it and nobody else does and you're waiting for like the roar of the crowd where you just know that you've done it. Do you have a similar feeling as a goalkeeper where you just know like I've got enough on it but that's going to hit the bar? You know what I mean? It's like a private moment to yourself. Um, yeah, I think in, in that moment or like uh, usually as a keeper you don't think too much but sometimes you have like within one second you have like five thinkings. You think like now I get him, now I got the touch, now I destroy him or something, <laughs> something, him. something, yeah. uh, and and like this, and then they are like so like within, as I said, within seconds you have so many thinkings and and all this stuff, and sometimes yeah. the ball doesn't go, sometimes you make a save, and sometimes you think like I could have done better or whatever, yeah. and um, yeah, I would love to, like I would love to show like. Um, What's going on in my brain, but unfortunately, it's impossible. It's it's that's so interesting, though, because when you're watching a game of football, Ivan, as you know, when there's a one-on-one -on -one situation, it does feel like for a second that time slows down, like mm. everything goes vroom, like the focus changes. Everyone is holding the breath. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it's just down to you on that in that moment. Yeah, I think the good thing is, um, as I said before, you're in a tunnel. You're on total focus. You're you're holding the breath as well. So that's a good thing. Uh, on the pitch, I don't feel so nervous. But off the pitch, I feel much more nervous. Yeah. Because in the game, you're total under adrenaline. You're total uh, focus and all this stuff. And um, yeah, and that's how you can perform on the top level. Love that. It's brilliant. Talking of, of not being involved, the penalties... Last week, yeah. Okay, so obviously, when, when we're recording this, it comes just after um, the, the, a couple of days after knocking Spurs out of the Carabao Cup. You're on the bench for that one, and Marek Rodak was stepping up in, in you know in that moment, a penalty shootout like that. What's going through your head? Are you like, oh, thank God I'm not on the pitch right now, or are you the opposite of like, I'd love to be there, you know, getting in their heads, you know? No, I prefer to be uh, on the pitch all the time, but. Um As I said before, off the pitch when you watch and you you have zero control, you are like a fan. You're just hoping yeah. and cross fingers or whatever. And um, yeah, but luckily the boys they did brilliant. I think all of the penalties were were top. Marek did a fantastic save as well. So I think um, also like in general, we were the better side. Yeah, we deserve to win, and um, yeah, we are through. Without a doubt. It's not often as well you get to watch it as a as a spectator as well as you're nearly, you know, 100% of the time you're on the pitch. Was that quite was that quite enjoyable for you watching from the side as well getting a little little bit of that moment as well? I would say it was it was enjoyable because um the boys were doing really really well. Um if we'd been 3-0 down, but, less so. <laughs> but it was a it was a weird feeling because uh, the last time I was on the bench was probably I don't know in January. Uh FA Cup game I think. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Was it in Sunderland or right. I think it was in Sunderland right, yeah. and um, that was a quite long uh, time ago. So it was weird like to warm up because you prepare different and, and everything. Um, yeah, but I enjoyed from the outside because as I said, we were doing well. Um, Marco Silva has said, I think he said once or twice that you're the best signing he's ever made, which is high praise given that he signed Richarlison, didn't he, back in the day and things like that. Obviously for not much money. Do you get a sense that... Because with this team, I feel like there is a, it's one of the greatest teams in modern history at Fulham, but also like there's this sense of like trying to achieve something that's never been achieved before. And I could sense with all the mentality of the players that we're quite used to being like, we finished seventh or eighth and that is an absolute result and everyone like parties in the streets for three months <laughs> until the next season starts type thing. But with Marco, it feels like he's not prepared to accept 
Fulham being second best ever, even if it's at Arsenal or Man United and that kind of thing. Is is that a sense? Because with players like you, who are obviously really big players, elite players, and think it's bringing a different feeling to Craven Cottage. Um, yeah, of course. I think uh, from the very first day, I could I could feel that he's very demanding. He's pushing the club. He, as you said, he doesn't accept uh, being second or being average uh, or whatever. He he knew the situation that. Uh, uh, the club or the team came from the championship, but he was demanding every game. We go to City, we play our game. We don't go and park the bus and hope or whatever. Of course, you have to suffer on Saturday again. You have to suffer in these type um, of games. But every training, he tries to get the maximum out of the team. And I think also um, the signings were like uh, brilliant. The players he brought in, they were all pushing. They were all... Um, like very demanding and and all this stuff and you you can see we are now like a proper Premier League team yeah. in my opinion because against all like my my former teammates uh, from Arsenal or from somewhere else they always say like you are tough to play because you play like a proper team you are like, you are defensively strong you play good in transition you're good on set pieces and and everything and you can you can fight for your for your points and I think that's a very good quality from from the team and I think uh, the gaffer he um, yeah he gets the maximum from from the team. Is there anything explicitly that said like oh we want to achieve this? Do, do you ever talk about winning a trophy or finishing top six or anything like that? Um, I think that's hard to say because um, the Premier League is the best league by far. It's very competitive and everything. Of course, when you reach in the Carabao Cup to the quarter or semi-final, like last season in the FA Cup, you think like, oh, now we go for the maximum. We try to win at United, go to the semi-final. Unfortunately, we lost because... Uh, well, we, <laughs> we didn't lose, we self-imploded. Yeah. That's what happened. Um, no, I feel like I'm going to Yeah, you're right, mate. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still hurts. But... Now we've got the experience. So we could we could smell a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. The semi final we could smell Wembley, and this season uh, we tried to do it better. Also in the league, um, I think we just missed the club record. I think by two points, or was it one yeah, point yeah, or yeah, two yeah. points? Yeah. Yeah. And um, we want to do it better this uh, this season, and I think um, yeah, maybe the club they bring some some new players in mm. and everything. Then we have like a good squad with competition. Um, in every training, in every game, and um, and I'm pretty sure that um, with the experience we we made last season, we can do better, even better than last season. Yes. We had a good result against Arsenal as well, going to their place. You know, a lot of people uh, predict them to be up again, sort of you know challenging for the title. We're able to go and uh, you know outplay them for for a lot of the time. What's your thoughts going back to Arsenal? Do you, are there any feelings for you there, or not at all? Um, no, I had like uh, four fantastic years here uh, there. Um, big club, um, good people there as well. I still have a lot of friends. I went last week um, to the dressing room, and um, yeah, I really like the people. But for me personally, <coughs> it was it was the right time to move on, and uh, Fulham was the right place for me. And um, yeah, I've been enjoying Fulham from the very first day. It's like it's it's really exciting that you're with us because. Um for people our age that have watched Fulham teams, we had Van der Sar at one point, and that just felt <coughs> that felt like having a superhero from another universe, yeah. like in goal Sunday <laughs> at Fulham. And then Mark Schwartz was the other like high profile goalkeeper. But you'd be 
in that category, I think. I think you're going to go down in history of Fulham as like one of those elite level goalkeepers. Without a doubt, yeah, yeah. But so rare to see at the club. Did, did you, what's your relationship with those two? Did you ever watch them? Do you, are you aware of them as goalkeepers? Um, yeah, of course. When I was when I was young, I watched uh, both of them, especially uh, Fandazan when he when he was at United. He was. Yeah, probably one of the biggest goal- goalkeepers at this time because he was one of the keepers who started to play with the feet and play a little bit like the the modern goalkeepers, yeah. like play more from the back, play a little bit more offensive, come out of the box and 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 all this stuff. Yeah, and of course Schwarzer was was the same as well, like the Europa League final and all this stuff. Um, so big, big goalkeepers, and yeah, if you put me in the same category, um, oh, it easily. makes it makes me really proud, and and all this stuff because. Um, yeah, all these boys are big boys. And as, as Jeff mentioned to me earlier, sorry, Ivan, uh, Schwartz was at Fulham at 40 years old. So technically you could be playing for Fulham for another 10 years at least. At least. Hey, listen, this is where we bring out a contract. <laughs> <laughs> to sign. Listen, we, we've drafted up a new contract for you. Yeah, so uh, I still have a couple of years uh, contract left and uh, and everything. I'm, I'm 31 years old. I, I still feel like 22. We have, we so have a nine-year no. contract for you just, just waiting to go. Yeah. How are you? How are you? How are you enjoying life at Fulham, though? I know that sounds like a, a, a silly question, but the fans have taken to you instantly, like absolutely, which doesn't happen often. It, it happens with a you know a small amount of players, maybe every season, but they've 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 just taken to you. Have you uh, are you enjoying life at, at, at Fulham? No, oh, I lo- I love it, hundred um, percent. Because uh, as you said, the fans um, they're very nice to me and everything straight away from the very first day. And um, also the team, the staff, the coaching staff, they're very nice uh, to me because I came from a difficult time. I, I had no preseason at Arsenal and I came here and the gaffer put me straight in against, against Brentford. Oh, I think wow. it was match day three yeah. when Mitro scored last minute. And um, yeah, of course, we had the results from, from the beginning. I was performing um, yeah, straight away and all this stuff. So um, yeah. As I said before, I'm, I've been enjoying uh, Fulham from the first day, and um, it was a was a perfect decision for me to come here. Are you aware of your song that everyone sings? Yeah. Do you do you ever sing it to yourself when you're not playing football? Because I imagine <laughs> people sing it to you so much that it must play in your head. Would you like to? Sorry, as as, as the resident not musician, really. No. Would you like to just remind everyone listening? Super no and go. No, I really I really like the song. I really like the the chant and everything. Um, my f- uh, two of my friends from Germany they went to the um, to the Arsenal game and they were in the Fulham block. Oh yeah! And they had a couple of beers and all this stuff. And they took a lot of videos when they were like uh, not in the stadium, like but in front of the stadium, and they were singing the songs to the Arsenal fans and everything. <laughs> and um, then when I got back home, they were still a little bit drunk, you know, from from from, from, from all the beers, <laughs> and they were singing all the time the song. And they said like, "Oh, I love this song. Yes. It's unbelievable and all this stuff." And then I said to my boys. Let's have dinner and everything. Don't speak about football and all this stuff. But they kept singing the song <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. they love the song. So, um, yeah. It's it's, I mean, it's a catchy song. Like, you must find yourself humming it, like, you know, when you're at home. So, you know, yeah, no. doing your housework and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's just funny. I, I really love it because, um, yeah, because... Uh, the fans, they're enjoying it and everything. Yeah, and they yeah. can see that I'm enjoying the song. Also, like, uh, after the Everton game, they were singing the song. And um, when you do, like, a, a reaction to the fans, they, they realize that um, you're enjoying it as well. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. um, 
yeah, football is also about enjoying. It's not about only about work or money or whatever. It's also like passion and love and fun. And that's why we started all, um, yeah, being in football. That. Yeah, well, yeah, actually talking about that, why are you a goalkeeper? Was this, were, were you natural at that when you, at a young age? What, what were the circumstances that made you become a goalkeeper? Um, no, I started as a midfielder, but you know, like when you were like seven, eight or something, sometimes you're in goal, sometimes you're a midfielder or whatever. And then we had a, uh, indoor tournament in Germany. You play a lot of indoor tournaments because it's very cold. And, um, then the goalkeeper, for some reason, he didn't, he didn't appear and everything. And then, uh, the coach also wants to be in goal. And then I said, oh, I, I try. And then I was doing really well, blah, blah. blah. And then. At what age is this? Well, oh, that was, I don't know, seven or eight. Right. And, um, yeah. And then I, it was one of my friends, he was the goalkeeper, and I said to him, oh, can we change position? I want to be in goal, blah, blah, blah. He said, yeah, you can be a little bit in goal. I go outside, blah, blah. And then uh, my dad or my parents, they bought me gloves. And then I was at home diving around yes. on the bed and all this stuff. My brother, he, he threw some balls and I, catch, I caught them on, on the bed and, and all this stuff. And since then, you couldn't get me out of goal. And then Again, that feels like a, a like kind of serendipitous moment, oh, there, that kind of sliding door slide. Do you think if that kid had turned up when he was supposed to, at seven, eight years old. Fulham would be relegated. Would you, yeah, we, we, yeah <laughs> we, we, we would be Premier League. <laughs> We've the championship. Do you think you'd, you'd be a keeper? Do you think you would have, you, you would have, you would have got there another way? I'm not sure. Who I think knows? no one will find, no one will find out. Um, because uh, at this time I had no real passion for, for goalkeepers or whatever. Um, it just came. It just came. It was it's just a coincidence. So cool. And and everything. But since then, I never like regretted to go in goal or whatever. I've been enjoying it uh, all the time. Maybe I'm just different. Or they always say, or football player always say, "Our oh, goalkeepers are different." You are crazy. You like you you jump into the ball and you get the ball into your face yeah. and everything. And um, yeah, but I prefer to get the ball in, into my face a couple of times a year <laughs> instead of heading the ball every every day. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's so interesting though that what you're just saying because, um, for example, I spoke to Noel Gallagher last week, which was amazing. But he was saying that in his house when he grew up, Noel from Oasis, his um, there was just a guitar in an unexplained guitar in the house that his dad never played. And if that had never been there, he would never have thought yeah, to play it. Up, yeah. And that sort of similar thing with you. It's just sometimes there's this crazy coincidence in life. You're like, you find the thing you're really good at and run with it. And as you were saying that, that made me think of um, baseball players often say, like, when they got the mitt on, they like felt like it was natural, like it was an extension of their hand. And then you, with your gloves, just felt like, oh, I belong. You know what I mean? This is where I'm meant to be. Yeah, and that was exactly the case because when uh, my dad bought me these gloves, um, I was at home. I slept with them, and everything. And then it was like the perfect, the, yeah, it was the, was the perfect uh, connection, everything. And then all the time when when I went with my uh, brother and my dad um, on the football pitch, I was in goal. My brother was three years older than me, and so it was very demanding. And um, yeah, as I said, do you, do you I still have them now? Those original great gloves. question. <laughs> I always wonder. Yeah, if, yeah. The gloss from uh, yeah, yeah, when you were first given yeah. is from your parents. He's yeah. still sleeping. Oh, with them on. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, ch <laughs> no chance, no chance. Well, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it as him sleeping with them on, as in just on the pillow next to him. Oh yeah, <laughs> you mean next to you or with them on? You were sleeping. Yeah, like. with them on. Oh, with them on. Okay. My so parents said like, oh, ta take them off and everything, like and when when they closed the door, I put them on again and slept with them. So great. 
I love that. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really magical. That is very cool. Um, so we'd like we often ask players who would play with them in their position. Obviously, you play in a solitary position, but in in your history of all the players you played with, who are the best two centre backs? You don't have to say. Doesn't have to played. necessarily be Fulham. Yeah. Who who are the best two centre backs you played in front of? This could be German national level, Leverkusen, Arsenal. Yeah, there are some there are some big boys for sure. There's uh, Jerome Boateng. Mm. I played a couple of games in the national team with him, and uh, probably Mats Hummels, because nice. at this time I think they both played at Bayern Munich and at their prime, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, you could you could feel straight away that they are different. Really? Dif- different, different level. And at this stage, I was, I think, 22, 23, 24. And uh, I had not too much experience uh, on that level. And um, yeah, when I got the chance to play for Germany in that friendly game, um, yeah, you could, you could feel they are, they take, r- they are leader. And the strikers were scared of them, their positioning and all this stuff. That was, that was uh, amazing. Is it just a reading of the game? You can see... Yeah, the reading of the game, of course, their quality with the ball as, uh, as well and um, their positioning, their timing to tackle and all the stuff. They didn't do stupid fouls, not necessary fouls and everything. They were just smart. Love that. It's great, isn't it? I love hearing that. How important as well is it uh, for you uh, to sort of stay established in the German squad? Obviously, we've got the Euros coming up again. Um, you know, you're, you're well positioned sort of Premier League and, and like I said, you, you're... You're at the top of some of these, you know, tables that are across the five leagues. Is it is it very important to you to sort of keep keep your foot in the in the international door? Yeah, of course. I think that's also one one target uh, for me to to be in the squad for the Euros. Um, but that's still far away because mm. I believe um, when you work hard every day, every like week in week out, and and perform, you get what you deserve. And that's why I focus uh, on the next game and when I'm in the German squad. Then I focus on the German squad and and all this stuff because football is is daily business. You can't think about what is next summer or what is in two years and and everything. You have to focus on now, and that's um, how I prepare myself every day. Is it slightly? Uh, is there a part of you that goes? I'm so annoyed that I'm German. <laughs> I could have been. So because the problem you have is that you know I think any other country you would be number one choice, <laughs> but you are you have two keepers. Uh, two other German keepers, Testagen and Manuel Neuer, who are arguably as well two of some of the, the best keepers in the world. Is that like a constant frustration or is it nice to be around that? Or if, you know, if you're being honest with you, like, oh, I wish I was like Italian. Or Do you know what I mean? I think it's nice to be around with them because you 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 train with um, or you compete with with top, top goalkeepers. Mm. Um, but of course, if if I was, I don't know. I don't want to say any nationality. Nah, go on, go on, throw one out there. <laughs> throw one out there. <laughs> if I'm from another country and everything, probably I would be um, the number one, but that's yeah. that's football. Um, I said, I don't know, like a couple of years ago, I said maybe my parents, they had fun um, at the wrong time. <laughs> if I was maybe 10 years younger or something, maybe I, I would have uh, more chances because yeah. Yeah. like this generation, we have unbelievable goalkeepers, but... The new generation, there are yeah. not too many German goalkeepers at right. the moment. Okay. Um, so probably that would be the better choice. 
than other nationalities. You're the, you're the youngest of the, the, the three, am I right? I think Tasigan and myself, we are the same age. Oh, are you? Right. And okay. Noya, I think he's 37. Yeah, yeah. No, he's only got a couple more years left. Though. We'll, get, we'll get him out of the picture. We are goalkeepers, we are different, so we can play we like Schwarzer or Buffon. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah, Buffon yeah. Well, played true. until 43, 44, maybe 45. Mm. Yeah, I think he, he might have done years at Chelsea. Was he, he was on the bench at Chelsea, wasn't he, at a really old age? Schwarzer. Oh, Schwarzer, sorry. Oh, sorry. Who, who did you say? Buffon, Buffon. Oh, Buffon. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, yeah, at the highest level as well. Yeah. I think last two years he played in Parma or something. Right, okay, yeah. Um, talking of German, young German keepers, Stephen Bender's just signed for Fulham this morning, I think. Yeah, yeah officially. Have you met him? Yeah. You met him yet? Yeah, I just, I just met him when I came to the dressing room. Um, felt already a little bit home because he's from the same hometown as me. Yeah. I know, weird. Yeah. Um, but we've never met before. Because I think when I left Stuttgart when I was, um, that was in 2011 when I was 19. So at this stage he was, I think, 12 or 13. And, but he wasn't, in the, he wasn't at the club. So, um, yeah, it's nice to have another German goalkeeper here. And, um, and he has and to he, be quality. Well, he, he, he openly sort of said that, he, that how much he looks up to you, you know, obviously from the same town, but also, you know, you're, international as well and and such an incredible keeper is that quite a bizarre feeling for you to have that now you're at a stage where you've got these other keepers coming in these younger keepers who are, who are looking up to you as a, a bit of an idol um yeah sometimes it is now you've got to share a dressing room yeah. <laughs> sometimes it, it is a bizarre feeling but you get used to it because when you have also like young goalkeepers coming from the academy mm. um they also ask how do you do th that how do you do this how do you feel about your feelings mm. about your experience and all this stuff and um yeah i think it's nice it makes me proud as well like to to um help these um young boys and everything because when I was young I was in the same position when I when I was in Stuttgart in the academy and I trained with uh, with Jens Lehmann mm. and at this stage he was 40 years old I was myself to speak mm. to him because I was so nervous and I just asked him questions and everything and he was he just answered like normally oh you can do this you can do that you will make mistakes that's normal you have to do mistakes to improve and and all this stuff so I was in 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 the same position so yeah. um I know how the boys feel and and everything, so um, yeah, I try to help him as uh, try to help them as much as possible. Mentioning Jens Lehmann, is there a just unlike we've got to go in a second, but the um, is there a definitive characteristic that all goalkeepers share? Like, are they all quite eccentric or sensitive? Is there a sort of personality trait that you found in goalkeepers that all goalkeepers have? Um, I think like this generation, like Lehmann or Oliver Kahn, like the German goalkeepers, they were like. Crazy, I would say, like like crazy, not in a bad way. Yeah. But I think now, like the new generation is a little bit different. We are more calm. We we um, yeah, we are not like we are not kicking against the post, or we're not punching our players, or whatever. Or we bite, we don't bite our players, or whatever. And um, I think we are more cool. We are more relaxed and everything. And I think teams they prefer that. I think no. No, like no defense. Uh, like prefer to have a keeper who's shouting all the time, who's like annoying, always screaming at you, screaming at players and yeah. all this stuff. Or at the referee. Now I think you can't even look at the referee. You get a yellow card, and all this stuff. Um, yeah. So it changed a little bit, but mm. at the end of the day, our job is uh, to keep the ball out of the net and 
they will always stay the same. That's so interesting, though, because when I was growing up, that used to be what how we people used to define a good goalkeeper or leader. You'd be screaming at people mm. and just showing Joe Hart style. I think like he was a big physi- screamer. Yeah, exactly. And physic that Schmeichel, whatever, physically showing yourself. But that's so true. I haven't thought about that. But goalkeepers are much more sort of meditative now, aren't they? You're sort of you're like um, projecting calm across the team rather than the other way around. Yeah, that's what I what, uh, what I just said. Even even Joe Hart, as you said, he was like screaming. He was a little bit crazy. I think now he's. He's calm, calm now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. calm now because probably also like the manager changed. They say like, oh no, we want someone who's calm, at, mm. who's like showing I'm calm, I'm relaxed, I everything under control. Because when you go crazy, I have the feeling you make you make even the crowd nervous and and all this stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah, and it suits me as well as a person because I'm not like crazy. I'm not like very loud and 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 all this stuff. So um, I can be myself on the pitch. It'd be really interesting. I say if we've got one one last thing to ask you, and it's more just to. S- Sorry, yeah, I keep doing this. It's only because I can't see your face. Yeah, I'm like doing this around. Um, what, what's been? It's been like I said, in, incredible signing. You said Marco Silva has often said one of the best signings he's ever made for such a a bargain as well. And you were saying that you read the, a, a quote. Yeah, saying that the the. the Price at Arsenal was made you feel like a worse player than you were. Is that a direct quote from yourself? It was just really interesting to to you know to to get your thoughts. So I, I have to say, like I don't I don't care about like the transfer fee sure. or, or whatever. I think there was just the um, situation between the clubs. I think that's also part of the business because um, I went to Arsenal. I said to them, guys, I just want to go to Fulham. Uh, I spoke to the goalie coach. I spoke to to Marco Silva. Um, they convinced me. I just want to go to Fulham. I want to stay in the Premier League. And um, yeah, as I said, I was convinced by the project. And so it was up to the clubs. And I think um, Fulham did a great job because they knew about the situation that I just want to come to Fulham. And because of the one year left, the position from Arsenal was not not the best. That's why um, the price was so low. And uh, but as I said, if it was four million or twenty million, um, that's not that's not up to me and everything. I just wanted to come to Fulham, and um, yeah, here I am. Yeah, lovely, lovely to hear that. But it, I, mean, I think it will go down in history as, as arguably one of the uh, the the best signings you made. The fact it was so. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's amongst fans. It's stuff of legend now. The fact that we were. And we often ridicule Arsenal fans <laughs> for the fact that we basically robbed them. Totally um, yeah, unbelievable. And I'm getting a sense now. No, but I think, but I think Arsenal um, they did a great job as well because um, they they said to me, okay, we um, we do you the favor because there were other options. Probably they pl- paid more money okay. or something. But um, at the end, it was my decision as well. And then they said, like, okay, we let you go and everything because okay. um, you did brilliant at Arsenal for four years. And everything, and even in the difficult time, I um, they said to me, "You behave um, well and everything." So um, I think it, I think it was good for all yeah. for all parties that um, that um, the deal happened. What an amazing set of circumstances! Like at seven eight, if that kid shows up and you don't <laughs> go and goal, you don't sleep in your goalkeeper gloves. Then if that doesn't happen at Arsenal. Fulham are significantly worse off, man. So I'm glad yeah, all yeah. those things are happening. I'm thinking League One, mate, if I'm honest. Yeah, totally, <laughs> yeah. We've, we've dropped out the championship at but this how, point. But how many times yeah. is that in life? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. It's, it's, it's not life, only football. It? it happens in, in life. 
Exactly. Imagine you didn't come to that party, then you didn't meet, me, uh, meet this person or yeah, something. That is exactly. very true. Well, thank you on behalf of all Fulham it's fans. It's quite we, deep. We love it? you, man. That's such. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've been a huge part of this. I love team. you too. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Fulham. Cheers, man. Do you know what? I really loved that. And one of the um, first things that was really interesting to me is that football, we've never done a goalkeeper on this show yet, have we? No. No. And I think um, obviously football is a team sport, but in some ways being a goalkeeper is an individual discipline. It is an individual discipline, isn't it? Yeah. You're, you're almost like completely separated from it. So that psychology mm. of you've got a whole pack of players training and then you're doing something else was just really interesting to me like you, I always feel like goalkeepers have to do more thinking yeah without a doubt I remember there was it Kearney I was chatting to I think it might have been Kearney who said all goalkeepers are a bit weird <laughs> because they they're so isolated they live in this kind of weird yeah. bubble like you said yeah um you know when but when maybe they're not maybe they just don't conform to the do you know what I mean they're just not part of the pack and the sort of yeah. jokes a little bit I thought it was really interesting what you said about them being the drummer of the band and that made perfect sense and I think there must be something because he mentioned sometimes feeling empty after a game because it's yeah. and, I, and I feel like especially now listen we're very lucky in touch with this remains I don't want to jinx it we've got a habit of jinxing things on this podcast um, but he doesn't make many mistakes like he, he really doesn't but yeah. I can imagine as a keeper coming back into a dressing room where you've had a you know a team of 10 players in front of you that have fought to get a point or whatever yeah and you, your one mistake has led to yeah, yeah. missing out on three points or whatever. I can imagine how isolating that must be. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Oh God, yeah. Like and like that drummer analogy. You know, like you know, we, we, everything was perfect until you you know hit the snare wrong or drop your stick or whatever. Which is so the, to further that analogy. I always think as a guitarist, like you're a bit like a winger or something. Like you're making 145 mistakes. Yeah. In the game, yeah. but no one's really noticing because you're kind of like. Yeah. delivering it from a different perspective so the unfairness of that but then then a drummer can make one tiny slip up and everyone sort of identifies it another similarity going with what tom kelly said about all keepers being a bit crazy and a bit off the planet arguably all drummers uh that's that kind well, of exactly. theory in, in music is all drummers are a bit crazy and i wonder if that is anything to do with your analogy yeah because you think of some of the legendary drummers they're literally off the planet and i'm always thinking is that something innate in them that made him be a drummer or does the role of being a drummer the pressure pull that out of you the same way of being a goalkeeper but anyway back back to Leno. I, f I feel like when we're talking to him the thing that i sort of realized is what housey and time it is for fulham football club mm. to have a player like him obviously william Pereira all these suit like greats playing mm. a Fulham at the moment, but a sort of punch it above that level, you know, but they, yeah. they would belong in top four, top six Premier yeah. League sides without a question in the big clubs across Europe. Mm. So it's like just, we're sort of, there's a lot of gratitude on our part to have a goalkeeper like that at the moment. Isn't uh, yeah, without a doubt. And it, I, and again, it's something I've said last season. I think I, I put him down. As, I think I put him down as our player of the season or certainly you, yeah. it, it was in the top three for me, but this is what it's like to have a world-class keeper. And, and you realise, you know, those top, you know, four, six teams that have those world-class keepers, you realise why they're world-class and, and, and the fact they're able to save so many points, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, we have that, without a doubt. We have exactly. that. He's, he's incredible. And, and the fact that we got him for three? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a funny, it's nothing really fully confirmed, but we got him for... 
around three mil or whatever, three or four, whatever, whatever it end up being, is bizarre. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's it's just yeah, wonderful guy to have at the club, and and yeah, man, we're very lucky. And finally, one for parents, if your child is shown an interest in goalkeeping and insisting on sleeping Mm. in their gloves, that should be encouraged. Yeah. Okay. What he said, yeah.